Welcome back to Trailer Trashing. I'm your host, Joey Rinaldi, and joining me as they do every week is our chief editor producer, Charlie Weinshank, and also joining us as Santa's little helper, Derek Blythe. Who, this is This is the show that critiques and reviews movie trailers, and today we're doing holiday-adjacent movies. <laughs> And, uh, th- and Derek, can you explain what Holiday Adjacent means, please? Holiday Adjacent <laughs> movie is a movie that is not specifically a Christmas movie uh, or other holiday, but takes place at the time. Or or I'll even say it's a movie that ABC Family plays during 25 Days of Christmas. And for some reason, there's not really – it's not a Christmas movie, but they mention Christmas like once in the movie. Like there'll be a right. scene where somebody's like – Hey, did you know about Christmas? And then that's it for the rest yeah, of the movie. Yeah, like the killer will be killing people, and then you, there's a Christmas tree in the background. And you're like, oh, it's December. This 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 is a really um, divisive the divisive <laughs> uh, subject because for me specifically, I think that this is broader than you guys. Because okay, oh, but it's like around the holidays, but it's not really about holidays. But that's like that covers a lot of movies that are actually holiday movies, like. I said Home Alone is one of those, and Derek is like, "No, it is a beloved Christmas yeah. movie." Your opinion and I said, is, it is exactly a beloved... wrong. Yeah, well, it's... I agree. I ended up I ended up being convinced. I think <laughs> that that is right, but but I do have to say that that's not necessarily like a Christmas movie is maybe also just a Christmas movie because of how people like think about it. Like like Home Alone is like also it, it, it it's like an action movie for families. And and Derek was like, yeah, but it like it takes place in, in Christmas and is full of the Christmas. Uh, what word did you use? A Christmas um, spirit. Uh, that's not what you said. But it, it, it's sentiment. <laughs> I was a it's lot more eloquent Christmas. than that, sir. So, yeah, you said the Christmas sentiment. And so what I said was that that's true, but um, that's twinkly it's, kids singing. But it's and not, the it's shovel not, man warms your heart. So can I butt in? I'm gonna butt in. I'm gonna be the olive tree. Get your butt out. I want to be an olive tree, an olive branch, an olive <laughs> sauce, olive oil. Oh, you are so, blowing this. I want to be an. I, I, I want. I'm gonna be an olive, a Christmas olive. You. Let me. If I can be. If I can jump in and be a Christmas olive. Here, uh, <laughs> if I could just be a Christmas <laughs> olive oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna virgin <laughs> olive oil for for, for Jesus yeah, Christ. That's how you and come his, in and, and smooth the situation over. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just let me be an olive oil. <laughs> let me all of you all. I'm gonna start having. I'm I'm gonna add a Christmas meter, and a ten on the Christmas meter means it's all ballistic out Christmas. A one is it's no Christmas. And so here's the thing: movie like Santa Claus is coming to town. The Santa Claus. That's like a ten. Root, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Those are Christmas 10 movies. Yes, but then you, exactly. Then you get a movie like Nightmare Before Think Christmas. If you have Santa and, in it, then yeah. So Nightmare exactly. Before Christmas is like a 7 because it's Christmas themed, but it's kind of Halloween and scary. And Home Alone, for that same reason, is a 7 because... No, they, it's like a no. 6. Or a it's a no. 7. It's no, a because... Everyone is wrong. Because... No. because it's so... It's I'll kill you. Fun. I'll fucking kill you. Yo, I'll have you know I did a chin-up today. <laughs> He'll All the way. Up. <laughs> so, so the reason why I feel like Home Alone is slightly below Nightmare Before Christmas is because Home Alone 
he's it's Christmas is a catalyst for an action movie, and I call yes. Christmas a catalyst because he the reason why Macaulay Culkin's Home Alone is because his parents are going away on vacation, and why are they going away on vacation? Because it's Christmas break. But right. at no point are they like. I'm the jolliest Christmas guy. Sing me a Christmas yes, song. Let's exactly. eat cookies. Let the, da, this, da, da, da. That's yes. Christmas. This is about, yeah, exactly. Joey, you are such a good olive oil. So I by, take back by that, in front of you. By that metric, I feel like you could say the same for It's a Wonderful Life. It's yeah, like it's, the it's, same. Yes, it's a Wonderful right, Life. It's, it's Home it's Alone. A, it's the same Frank thing. Capers. No, it's a, wonderful, it's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life is like an eight or a nine because, no. because it's it's a Wonderful Life is like the Christmas Carol. It's basically no Christmas Carol is like an eight nine. Yeah, exactly. And so therefore, fine. So the and then it's a Wonderful Life is like a seven or eight because it does the whole thing. A Christmas Carol. It's basically a Christmas Carol is a more Christmas version of It's a Wonderful Life because of the whole ghost thing. Oh, ghost. Ghost is kind of synonymous with Christmas for some weird. No, 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 reason. not the movie Ghost. Like that. No, Patrick no, not like, Patrick Swayze. No, yeah. not Patrick Swayze and his beautiful ass. I love Patrick Swayze. And, if yeah, you, so and, and we'll yes, do a Patrick Swayze episode one of these days <laughs> where I confess the terrible things he did to me when I was in middle school. Then he, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, let me take that back. Let me take that back. Let me take that back. Patrick Swayze molested Joey no, Rinaldi. No, let me take that back. Patrick Swayze did not do anything terrible to me in middle school. When I was in middle school, his movies gave me a lot of toxic masculinity thoughts about what a man's supposed to be. Ah, that's very different. That's very different, Joe. You you realize that. But no, you're but what, what we were saying is is if you weren't talking about Patrick Swayze then then it I'm is beautiful, in agreement with you. And his beautiful abs. You we're saying that yeah, like Can that, I already that. can I already title that episode is gonna be Swayze in Love? I wanna I wanna that's I wanna good. plant that flag right now. <laughs> anyway, I'm really I'm really down with the Joey meter for Christmas movies and it makes it way different because the whole Derek thing with the Christmas adjacent is too broad and that's why it made me it made me go crazy for the Swayze. Um I like crazy for the Swayze, but the thing is <laughs> you don't have to we don't have to worry about the Christmas movies that how Christmassy are Christmas movies because we're not doing Christmassy Christmas movies today. What we are doing is non-Christmas movies that for some goddamn reason our society lumps in with Christmas. Or and the opposite. It's like it, it isn't lumped in with Christmas, but it's got Christmas in the background. Well, and uh, Die Hard is controversial for that reason. I think some people try to claim it's a Christmas movie. Uh, yeah. some by, by some people you mean TNT, ABC Family, uh, uh, um, I'm, a I'm, USA. I think there's uh, multiple uh, multiple <laughs> sitcoms have that argument. Yeah. No, but that's it. That that to to that point, it's all in a way subjective. That's why we have like weird nerds like us like duking to it out to make the Christmas scale. Oh, oh, speak for yourself. I'm not a nerd, Charlie. You're the only no, nerd I'm I see. I'm not a nerd. I'm wearing sports clothes. I, I oh, I'm wearing sports clothes right now. <laughs> I don't like sports, and what I do like is like serial numbers and stuff. I really like that stuff. Like, <laughs> what? <I> like <laughs> serial <laughs> numbers? Yeah, that's how Go you know. Go on. Okay. What's your okay. favorite like serial a, number? Like in a li- <laughs> like in a library? Like 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 the nut library? No, that s- that's the Dewey Decimal System. That's totally different. No, yeah, the barcode isn't a wait. Is a barcode? Co- no, the Dewey Decimal System. 
Okay, it's, it's very famous. Screw you, screw but, you, and and your no. library knowledge. Derek said to go on. You think on, you're John. Julius Caesar? By you... God, I will go on. Hey, if I could, uh, if I could pour a little olive oil on the situation, <laughs> I just wanted to hear about uh, a serial number fetish. It's not a fetish. It's just it's that fetish. is what. <laughs> it's basically so we're talking like specifics, right? We're getting into like. What is what? And, and we're trying to narrow something down with real specifics. And so that is something that occurs in like across the board and pretty much all like hobbies or anything collectible or anything like that has like a subculture where people talk about specifics. So you say so like I really like instruments and guitars and like musical gear. Uh, and I don't have like uh, a rare, like you know, million dollar guitar collection. You don't. I saw it. It was weak. <laughs> I know and nothing what about is this goddamn two dollar dollar store guitar section. <laughs> but so, I so also you, know nothing about music, and so don't take that. Well, personally. this is not really about music. This is so basically things this that is I about like numbers. serial numbers. The most interesting yeah, thing about, about hobbies. So, so people, so people that want specifics, you say, oh, this guitar, you know. It was made in this plant, in this guitar factory, in this year. And there's like, no, there are only 20 made. And are like, well, I can tell you right now that there were 12 made because I've researched all the serial numbers and I've come in contact with the workers at the factory who's given me a list of all the serial numbers. And that's how you be, that's how you be definitive. So that's what, what we're doing with this argument over what what is a Christmas movie or not. We're trying to be very specific. And the way that people who are into being specific about these things can be the most specific is by uh, is by, you know, serial numbers. So Charlie, yeah, so if I, I made a man, cartoon, I asked because <laughs> I, I my interest was peaked and I ended up just really sad. Charlie, was, if I made a cartoon a about your life, I would have Bobcat Goldthwait voice your character. <laughs> Bobcat who? Bobcat Goldthwait explaining the serial numbers and why it's it's good to be right and exact. But forget about <laughs> Bobcat. Let's forget about all the fucking serial numbers and Charlie's lame cu- guitar collection, and let's get to the to the well, matter I like at hand. For other things too. But let's get to the matter at <laughs> hand, okay? We'll watch it. We teased it a bunch. We've talked about it a little bit. And let's just get into it. We're gonna watch the Die Hard number, Die Hard One movie trailer. It's Christmas Eve in LA, California. Is Daddy coming home soon? Well, we'll see what Santa and Mommy can do. Okay. A New York cop, John McLean, has come to see his wife. Instead. He's going to have to save her. Sit down. Within this skyscraper high above the city, 12 terrorists have declared war. They're about to be taught a lesson in the real use of power. There is brilliant. Because I am interested in the $640 million in your vault. As they are ruthless. But I'm telling you, you're just going to have to kill me. Okay. We do it the hard way. Now, the last thing McLean wants. Think, damn it, think. Is to be a hero. Where's Holly? Black Tucker! Where? But he doesn't have a choice. What does he think he's doing? <laughs> job. They have already killed one hostage. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Lady, you are selling a board of pizza! He's inside? Who is he? Who are you then? You have lost troublesome for a security guard. Sorry, 
Yes, huh? Would you like to go for double jeopardy? Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee guy, mother. You just destroyed a building. And I am in charge of this situation. Well, I got some bad news for you. Come up here, then look like you're in charge of Jack. He is alone, he is tired, and he hasn't seen Disney Squad from anybody down here. Hey pal, how you feeling? Good old things being equal, I'd rather be in Philadelphia. I want blood and you have it. Only John can drive somebody that crazy. He's an easy guy to like. Come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. And a hard man to kill. Bruce Willis. Die hard. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew? That was a very timely Christmas reference. He ended the trailer with Christmas. It's it's it, this could be a Christmas. Come to the coast, we'll have a few laughs. So so here's the rundown. Derek watches this once a year. <laughs> I watches I watched this once in my childhood and Derek, I mean and then Joey has never seen I, it. I I <laughs> got phys- like physically angry when you said you hadn't seen it. Of all people. Well, have you seen Love yeah, Actually? But it's not on brand for me to have watched Love Actually. It's not on brand for me to see Die yes, Hard. I'm a, I'm a rock. I'm a yeah, rom. I'm a rom-com guy. Everyone Die knows Hard that. is like the more like masculine equivalent of a rom-com. It's so good. It's like, it's like you you take you take the two like archetypal like. Um, is there know, romance? Like, like, yeah. Yeah. There's he's romance. Trying to like his, he's trying to save his, his wife. ex-wife. He wants to. Oh no 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 no! Once the it's once the romance. Once oh, the God. once the knot is tied, it's the whole because 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 he's already is been the knot is not tied. It's his ex-wife. Derek just said, I, I "Yeah, he like needs wife, to get the respect of his ex-wife back. And what better way than to st- to stop her from being a hostage?" Joey, what we're saying what? is that where was Samuel L. Jackson? Like, by the way, this he's is in, he's, in, um, he's in the third one. I, I've seen like I've seen like five minutes of the third one. Really good too. It's 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 a rom-com just branded for like people who drink like not light beer, like you. Budweiser boy. <laughs> I'm a Budweiser boy, and in, that's that's all in, that you have to know about me. In the world where there are men who are men and women who are women, women watch the rom-coms and men watch the action movies, and everything is very simple, and Jesus Christ is Lord. That's what this <laughs> anytime, world is. Anytime we, we watch a trailer for something that's really widely known, I, th- I think about how mu- how frustrating it must be for someone to hear – Three people like judge the trailer who've never seen it. Um, well, we've seen it. So, I've so, seen so, it. So, let's, so I'm going to uh, be quoting well, it, and you guys are going to be like, "I don't know what that means." I, I've never. What seen do you mean? I've seen it. I've never seen. You this ain't movie, seen it. But I've watched I've it. it. I've watched. <laughs> I watched it with my dad when I was like in middle school. Charlie, the more you talk about your dad, the more embarrassing it is. You have a dad. <laughs> Fucking. Ooh, you love your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everybody. No, Charlie both... loves his dad. <laughs> can, can I get an order in the courtroom, please? Let's I don't go... love anything but serial numbers. <laughs> the numbers make sense. <laughs> Nothing else does. 
So, <laughs> so let's let's get back on t- target. We're a trailer podcast. We watch the trailer. I've never seen this movie, so I want to really talk about the trailer because as somebody who's but never you've seen the trailer now, e- e- yeah, that's, that's what I just said. Even though I've <laughs> even though I've never seen Die Hard, I've heard about Die Hard my whole life. They talk about it on TV shows. Um, girls talk about it while you're having sex with them. Probably they everyone talks about Die Hard. Uh, and the thing Joey is, has sex <laughs> with girls who only talk about Die Hard. <laughs> Imagine that. Can we just? Derek, Derek is not <laughs> amused. <laughs> oh, I was trying so to. I, I was formulating a joke in my head, and it went nowhere. <laughs> it went nowhere. <laughs> it was like, that might so be anyways, clever, but no, that would be a long walk to get to that punchline. Um. So, anyways, <laughs> anyways, boys and girls, the trailer was amazing. Yeah, it's probably one of the best trailers I've ever seen. The Charlie and I, we we like topography. The topography in that was unreal. I the, liked the it. Way, it was all right. Oh, it was unreal. It was the blue. It was good. It was good. It, it, it was like it was like it that, was what is it called? Um, gradient. The gradient, gradient ramp yeah. on that blue. Come on. We, got, we hit the word great. Well, look, okay, it was good from like a cheesy or or nostalgic. I'll say there's a fine line between cheesy and nostalgic. It's it's yeah. very eighties, um late eighties. I agree that yeah, late eighties, because early eighties are just the seventies. Yeah, Same exactly. way with every decade, yeah. Um it's very 80s, 80s, and I liked it for the fact that, like, uh, it was recognizable. But, I mean, as, like, a font, it's pretty Get awesome. out of here! It looks oh, like something I would have put in, like, a, uh, in, like, a, a presentation I made in middle school. That's a top-tier that's font. That's elevated by the gradient ramp. Elevated it's gradient you ramp. You fucking troglodyte. <laughs> Apologize. Gradient. A troglodyte <laughs> is maybe or maybe not. Um, well, you it's may be debatable. incorrect when we have a look at the serial numbers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so Troglodyte is just someone who lives in a cave. So back, and I do in fact would, never leave my basement. You would have to basement. live in a cave to have that opinion on that font. <laughs> so back to back Sir. to the hards that die, die hard. <laughs> I'll kill you. I like the Die Hard trailer because what happened in it was they gave you this tension from the get-go. So you had to watch every moment, but it didn't give away the movie because I mean, maybe you've seen it, so maybe it did. But to me, I felt like parts, I didn't learn. But you're not memorable. Give I, away the movie. I mean, if you don't know what this movie is about, I don't. I point, don't. I don't know what it's about. All I oh, know, that's right. That's right. We did. You didn't. You didn't. All know. I know <laughs> what this movie's about. All, this is all right, before before I saw the trailer. Before I, I talked to you assholes about it today. This is all I know about Die Hard. Bruce Willis. Is a guy named McCann or McCain or something? McLean. McLean, <laughs> and I, I know that McLean gets the job done because like yeah. and, and like and like <laughs> and like that's, and, that's the whole movie. And, well, that's all I know. That like McLean, he gets the job done. Does he, he complains, but he gets it done. And I, and I know that <laughs> McLean gets the job done because I've seen on TV shows before. If like someone has to like rescue somebody, they go, "I'm McLean right now. I get the job done." It's like a, yeah. It's a rescue kind of rampage, you know, movie where it's like a hidden, a- hidden vigilante. Well, he's not a vigilante. He's basically he's a like cop, a, he's an off-duty cop. He's he's an off-duty cop, York. and he's got the skills. He's got the skills to get the job done. Yeah. What does he do? He hides in the air ducts, and he like sneaks around. And all the bad guys are like on patrol in their building. Where is he? Where their, is their big Hans? Guns. And so he's like swooping down like Batman style, like taking them out one by one without them ever seeing him. And they're all like, oh, my God, oh, where are you? Is that I you? I would also submit you know this. Um, I think I pitched a category to you guys for um, movies like called bottle movies. 
where they all take place in one location, the whole movie. And I feel like this could be that. Oh, I'm down. That's, that would oh, be like would um, that, fit in that Quentin category, Tarantino movie. Clerks. What, Clerks. What? Clerks uh, is no. one. Clerks? Yeah. Really? Clerks is well, a Well, if movie. you consider like a full street block. Well, well in this, like it starts with um, with John McClane driving in the limousine with Argyle. And my pick for that would it. be um, cop would be um, what's that Quentin Tarantino movie that I can't remember the name of where they're hatefully in that warehouse. Hateful no, Eight. Reservoir Dogs. I would time. not play because there's a big restaurant scene and then they go Diner. to the bank or whatever. No, but the whole movie takes place in aside from the opening, which you just said the opening to this movie takes place in a limousine. So but if you're like going to submit minutes. this, hey guys, guys, this is this is no offense. This is a group chat conversation, not a, not a on the air conversation. What this is this <laughs> is enough. just like Die Hard. It's a no holds barred adrenaline fueled thrill ride. I, I, I'm rating this at, uh, 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 like uh, serial numbers on the first day of Christmas. <laughs> on the first. Day... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go, go, okay. On the first day of Christmas, I'm giving this an 8.5. On the Christmas scale or the No, 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 no. Oh, we should we should be using the first day of Christmas scale. Like is this two uh, turtle doves or is this a partridge in a pear tree? Well, this is 3. So 3 onion rings, I don't know. <laughs> 3 turtle doves. <laughs> two, no, it's I don't two know. turtle I, doves. I, three Once again, I was I was raised I Jewish think it's everyone. It's 3 French hens stuff. or something. <laughs> I, 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 I've, I've been known to be around three French hens, if you know what I mean. Three black dildos. Yeah. So three. So yeah, this is like a three point five on the Christmas scale, eight point yeah. five on the trailer scale. Charlie, wait, a three point five out of twelve, and then an eight point five out of ten. I don't the know numbers don't make sense. The numbers wait, have to make wait, sense. It's a th- wait. There's twenty five days of Christmas. Not. Well, I don't know why they say twelve days 12. of Christmas. I know. No. I my. And uh, we're hitting. I go uh, by the fellas. A- we're hitting a lot of speed bumps this episode. I, I, I go by the uh, ABC. I go by. I go by the ABC Family. Twenty five days of Christmas. Okay. Oh, so one. So you're talking about one is the best. Wait, no. it's not even called. It's not even called ABC Family anymore. It's called Freeform. Did you guys know that? I don't have no, cable. No, because I don't watch cable. Yeah. Oh, they changed it to Freeform. I miss ABC Family. But they still do the 25 Days of Christmas on Freeform. Hmm. I'll give this trailer a five. because No, I'll give it a six. Yes. I'll give it a seven. Uh, seven. I'll give it a six. Give it a nine. Six. Give it a nine. You give it an 8.5. I'll give it. So that means I would give that a six. <laughs> <laughs> You're you're a no good trickster. You're Charlie no Winchester. good trickster with your <laughs> games and your. So what japes. do you give it, Derek? Derek, I give it a nine. I love it, but I also love and this. Don't movie. talk about my japes. I give it a nine. You got Bruce Willis with hair. You got Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber. That's true. Uh, you got all the bullet guns, all the shooty guns. It's a, it's clearly a no holds barred adrenaline fueled thrill ride. Uh, and you got some 80s typography, and you got some spandex 80s butt, which there's nothing There was better. a spandex 80 butt that I'm glad you, you brought know what, up. You know what? Butt. After some thought, I'll give this a 7 because I, I, for, in my, no, yeah. No, that was the, pretty like, good, right, guys? Five. It's because, in my mind, it was like the cheese factor, like, toned it down a little bit because it is really cheese. But it's also, it's like, it, it's so important. It's like one of the more important cheese. Important you know, cheese. Effect. All right, boys, stop talking about it's cheese. Stop talking about cheese. Stop. Derek's going to call me out for not buying him cheese. Instead, instead of talking, <laughs> it's, I got you cheese. You did? Instead of che- no, I didn't. You <laughs> <pressed> singles. <laughs> instead of cheese, let's talk about tomatoes. 
I want to know what you nice. think the Fajardo scale gave this movie. Who goes first? Derek does, because I know Derek's got it. Uh, I'll uh, give it. it an 88. Like the year. Charlie? I'll give it an 89. Charlie won. What? Yeah, that's right. Charlie I won. Charlie won. Damn. It, it was it was a it was a ninety four, and this Deserves is the first it. time this. This is the first Extremely time. Extremely classic a movie. This which is, is why it bumped up for the cheese being a good cheese. Before we go to Ebert, though, I gotta tell you guys a few things. First, it's the first time I've ever seen a Rotten Tomato score have the same for the audience score too. It was both ninety four. You were talking about Hans Gruber before. You'll love this. Mm-hmm. Alan Rickman didn't know that he was a bad guy when he read the script. He genuinely thought he was a good character. What and the fuck? <laughs> no way. Yeah. He probably skimmed. He definitely That's like skimmed. A, a, a sign of a psychopath or something. So my character is a German guy, 1930s, former artist. Sounds like a good guy. Nah, I, I'll, I, I've done this before. I've gotten myself into some serious trouble when I was in school, and I used to skim. <laughs> okay. I, I would love to break that down on another time, but Derek Derek demands perfection for my fun facts, and I never give him <laughs> perfection. And this is the first time ever I have perfect fun facts for Derek. So let me just throw this at the, Derek right I now. I will say the, the bar is high for this movie. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Movies. I'm I'm not going to – I'm just going to list it off. You know how sometimes I just list it off? I'm going to just list off the fun facts, and I want to he- see what happens, okay? Mm-hmm. The guns they used for the movie were extra loud blanks. That made Bruce Willis go temporarily deaf while making the film. Oh no, that's pretty stupid. Why wouldn't they just you? <laughs> so why would they do that? Wait, I got more fun facts for you. Die Hard is based off of a book by Ro- Roderick Thorpe's that wasn't that popular, and it was called The Last Night's Forever. That's not the fun fact. This is the fun is fact. Is it not called Nakatomi Thor- Plaza? No, it it's not called building. that. No, it's called Nothing Lasts Forever. But that's not the fun fact. This is the fun fact. Frank Sinatra and that writer were really good friends, and they made a contract back in the day that Frank Sinatra is allowed to be casted as the lead of any movie that 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 that, that comes from the books of his books. And Sinatra was like seventy three or seventy four when this movie came out. Uh, I was made, and so I so everybody was so thankful and happy that Frank Sinatra, when he read this script, said. No, I absolutely what? do not want to be the leader. I, I would love to see that of him, a super be like old using Frankie. A walker. <laughs> oh, no bullets! Think I'm stupid, Hans? I got chunks of guys like you in my stool. So, okay, so I've never seen this movie, but apparently Han Gruber has a famous fall to his death scene or something where he falls. Yeah, that's yeah. the end of yeah. the movie. That's the that end of the movie for yourself. And see, so, yeah, I seen it. And he he looks afraid. He looks afraid. Okay. The reason why Hans Gruber looks so afraid during that fall is because the director told him, we're going to count to three, and on three, you're going to fall. But instead, <laughs> he said one and dropped him. So he actually was... That's like so when the doctor w- gives me shots. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he also got okay. the smiley band-aid and the popsicle. This is, <laughs> this is my favorite fun fact, and I hope it's your favorite fun fact. This movie <laughs> spent over $130,000 on glass alone. Is there a lot of breaking through glass in this yeah. movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so yeah. good. It's so satisfying. <laughs> it's an action movie, Joey. I mean, yeah, a skyscraper. Hundred, they, full of it. A hundred. <laughs> I thought they used fake glass. They used real glass in this well, movie. No, they, they probably um, used, like, breakable glass. The whole thing glass. is he gets stuck, like, it without shoes. So he has to walk through a bunch of glass. He has, like, bloody feet for most all of it. 
So and it's I, awesome. But the thing is, it's probably the kind. It's, it's probably so the kind badass. Of breaks. Wait, like the, do the I have time for two more glass. fun facts? Two more, and then I'm done. I promise. You're, you're the time guy. Okay. You tell us. Oh, we're fucked for time. <laughs> okay, here we go. Two oh, more no, fun we're facts. We're in the weeds now, boys. We're in the weeds. <laughs> Long story short, this movie <laughs> needed to be like a like it was designed to be a Hollywood hit, like a blockbuster movie. But the problem, well, that's for sure. But the problem was. The script wasn't like received well, and almost every leading guy they pitched this movie to turned it down and was like, fuck off, this movie's a terrible script, I don't want to be in it. And so that's why Bruce Willis got casted. Bruce Willis, by the way, was not a star in 88. He was like a known coming up actor. He was doing sitcoms. But they paid. Exactly, he was doing sitcoms, and he wasn't a star. But they what sitcoms was he? Moonlighting. I don't know. But they but they paid him five million dollars, which doesn't sound like a lot of money for Bruce Willis. But back Bruce in eighty eight, the star of Moonlight. Back in eighty eight, five million dollars what you would pl- pay for a star, and they could have paid Bruce Willis less money. But the reason why they paid Bruce Willis the star money at the time is because they said we need this movie to be such a star-studded like powerhouse blockbuster movie that we need our lead actor to feel as if he is a star when he's doing this. And they thought by paying $5 million, it would give him that, that confidence. Man, that is very generous. <laughs> I would have confidence for that money. Yeah. We're going to overpay this upcoming actor so that he feels really good and acts like a and star. And pay people movie. to be on set and tell him he's handsome. And we are back. If you couldn't tell, we took a five-day lull because that's how long it took Derek to get his Wi-Fi back. But it's back, and <laughs> we're back. And now we're going to finally... And we're wearing, we're wearing all the same clothes. <laughs> yes. And, and, and Charlie, I think Charlie planned to wear the same clothes to like be like accurate, but I'm just a gross slob. Derek? No, I, I think no, Derek the was the one. I clothes today. I changed I shirts. I planned to wear them yesterday. I planned to wear, I planned Charlie to wear them Charlie has not day. left that chair. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah. Charlie's been waiting. Charlie's just been waiting in his seat. Are we doing the podcast? What's going on? <laughs> I never, I, I didn't, I didn't realize Derek's internet went out. So I've been sitting here like it was like, hey, hey you guys still here? Is there technical problems? Like, what's going on? It's been five days. Well, I well, I, I, I know, I know. This has been like one minute for the listeners, but this has been five days in the making for us to finally get to the die-hard Roger Ebert review, and I'm freaking out. I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what the old bag had to say about it. It's a serious relative. cliffhanger for us. Yeah, not for the listeners, just, just for the three of us. And and it's it didn't pay off because it got a two stars. That's not very good. <laughs> it's weird because it's like a stars? seriously classic. This is a classic movie. I feel like I feel like everyone in the entire world was like freaking out about this movie, and Roger Ebert didn't like it. He because he didn't st- like anything between '88 and '90 because this is also when he hated Home Alone. Also, <laughs> Which you know what? Uh, if if you have a shot glass, if you have a shot glass at home. Get ready to start taking your Home Alone Derek shots because he, I think Derek's going to be talking about Home Alone a lot today. I think, Derek, I think Roger Ebert just doesn't like the movies you like. Yeah, that's a problem. Roger Ebert thinks you have bad taste. But also the thing that makes this so much more insensitive is that it's like everyone fell in love with this movie and he didn't like think like twice about it. Like two stars, as we know, uh, per the trailer trashing uh code deciphering of the roger the roger four star code a two stars is a forgettable movie i think i think we should i think we should write a book a a tell-all about like deciphering the roger ebert four star code 
I mean, <laughs> it'd be <laughs> like 500 pages. <laughs> but uh, as the as the truest Roger Ebert diehard fan on the podcast, I, I want to defend my boy and just say this. When he was watching this, Roger Ebert probably watched this movie like a week before it got released. He probably got like his own private VHS a few weeks before the movie got released. So when he watches these movies, he doesn't know it's a classic. Like he doesn't know that this is an, a classic movie that we're going to be talking about for the next 30 years. It's just a movie that got mailed to him and he just watched it in the quiet of his own home. I'm sure he has like a home movie theater that he watches well, the movies in. I don't think that... Even if he watched it in the theaters with everyone else, he wouldn't have known it was going to be a classic movie like 30 years later, 40 Wait, years later. Wait, I watched the I watched the I watched the Hangover in movie theaters and literally you could feel, "Oh, this is going to be a, a classic movie we're going to be talking about for the rest of our lives." Is like it? I remember having that sense Yeah, I yeah. remember going that opening weekend and it it did really well and and it was like, "Oh, this is a surprise comedy hit." So did yeah. he actually he he actually got all these movies before they came out? I mean, I, they, I don't know they that get screeners. For, I think they get screeners. Yeah, I, I don't know that for for a fact, but if, Maybe, if you're, I don't know about then. But like, if you're a Hollywood producer, you're giving Ebert a fucking personal screener for sure. Like Mark Mark Marin, just for doing the WTF podcast, gets screeners for like all the movies. So if Mark Marin gets them. Where's our fucking screeners? Roger Ebert's getting them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's uh, that's a nice joke, Charlie. Keep, joke let, let, number let, three, check. <laughs> uh, okay. Charlie, can you please read Ebert's last paragraph? Without the deputy chief and all that he represents, Die Hard would have been... <laughs> oh, my God, Derek, I cannot... <laughs> Derek, <laughs> you Derek. have to be able to do this under pressure. You're going to give me a seizure. Derek. Read hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, Die Hard would have oh, been wait, more of a... Derek confused me. Me too, my friend. Without the deputy chief and all that he represents, Die Hard would have been more uh, than a passable thriller. With him, it's a mess, and that's a shame. Because the film does contain superior special effects, impressive stunt work, and good performances, especially by Rickman as the terrorist, here's a suggestion for you thriller makers. You can't go wrong if all the characters in your movie are at least as intelligent as, the most, of, as most of the characters in your audience. So he's saying that the characters are too dumb? Yeah. They made Which some bad like decisions. I guess I but. guess it's kind of like I guess it's kind of like um what he's saying is that it's all the bad guys except for like the main bad guy were like the stormtroopers in Star Wars as in like they were just destined to like not be able to kill anyone or like survive like a single person attacking like hordes of them you know what i mean i guess it's true it's an unlikely circumstance they've got a hacker guy i i, I haven't seen this i haven't seen this movie i've seen the trailer and from the trailer alone i think ebert i i, I know this is like bad to say because it's his job to be a, like a serious film crit- critic but i think he's taking die hard too seriously Am I am, am I an yeah, asshole? It's like it's it's really not a complicated movie at all. <laughs> like there's not big themes in it. It's just like Bruce Willis saves people and kicks ass in this crazy situation. <laughs> it's not it's an allegory for ass. anything. There's no metaphors. It's an allegory for kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> Die hard, kick ass. <laughs> I don't know. Party <laughs> that was on. Pretty good. Excellent. Party on. 
Excellent. Surf the surf's up. Wang Chung, everybody, Wang Chung tonight. She she floats, I, she floats, and she stings. Is that is that I what you're talking about, William partic- Chung? I was talking about Wayne's World, but I don't I don't I don't think that. No it's no, like, Char- Derek Derek said William Hung though. No, I no, said Wang, Wang Chung. Chung. You racist. Oh, I I heard what I wanted to hear. <laughs> she bangs. She bangs. She bangs. What is Wang Chung? We're off the rockers right now. Wang Chung, everybody get down tonight. Everybody Wang Chung That's tonight. a song, right? If you got to ask, then you can't Wang Chung. No, Do they Wang Chung and Wang Indiana? That's a misunderstood lyric, right? Or is that an actual lyric? That's the name of the band and in the song. Right, right. Wang Chung right. by Wang Chung. I remember this. Wait, was the album self-titled by called Wang Chung too? I don't know the album. I've only ever heard that one song. <laughs> Cause be I remember lit. that song. Um, but I don't really I care don't. either way about this this final paragraph. Um, I think. Uh, then let's I don't just really move on. It. You know what? Yeah. We. You it's know been what? Five days. Ebert, I'm let Ebert. down. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to let's go to my favorite adjacent holiday movie, just which is Trading Places. Talking about Die which, Hard, which was which was on after 60 Minutes like the other day. I don't know if you guys watched 60 Minutes the other day, but right after they put Trading Places on and they were like a holiday you don't know classic. Whether or not we watched 60 Minutes the other day, I feel like. If I were to guess, I would guess we definitely did not watch 60 Minutes the other day. I watched them I watched them interview the the vote counter guy. No, was no, I, I didn't I did not watch 60 Minutes. I I was watching Sunday Night Football and they were like after 60 Minutes holiday classic. Oh. Well, in yeah. 60 Minutes they they interviewed the voter count guy. Well, well, well let's get to trading places. <laughs> I had the most absurd nightmare. I was poor and no one liked me. I know what you're thinking. You see Foggy and Ben? We can make it, baby! Me and you! Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy are trading places. Help! Help! I don't want your bag, man. Help! 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 Bet that that man could run our company as well as your young Woodthorpe. Are we talking about a wager, Randolph? Is there a problem, officer? Oh, Woodthorpe. I'm glad your parents are not alive to see this. What the what? Wait, now this is totally preposterous. I'm not a thief. Here we are, William. Take off your clothes. You are making a career decision here. Take off your clothes. Did you hear what this man said to me? I have witnesses. This man is physically threatening me. Hey, Randy, Morty, this is nice. I like this. We are commodities brokers, William. Commodities are agricultural products, like wheat, which is used to make bread, pork bellies, which is used to make bacon, which you might find in a bacon and lettuce and tomato sandwich. I'm considering going long on April wheat. What do you think, Valentine? Freeze, slime ball! Moi? 
Put that gun away at once, Winthorpe. You lost your mind? Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. They're not just getting rich, they're getting even. Do you have any better ideas? Yeah, you know, it occurs to me that the best way you hurt rich people is by turning them into poor people. Dan Aykroyd. <coughs> Eddie Murphy. Ah! Oh, man! Ah! Ralph Bellamy. We've got to get Wilson and tell him to sell! Donna Michi. Randolph, this isn't Monopoly money we're playing with. Denim Elliott. What a scumbag. And Jamie Lee Curtis. By the way, food and rent, not the only things around here that cost money. You sleep on the couch. Trading places. Some very funny business. South on in April of 142! I just want to say that they fucked up the trailer. Yeah, that was really boring. They should have just stopped. Yes. They, 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 they nailed. I will say they nailed it. They nailed it in the first thirty seconds. In the first thirty seconds, they were like Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd trading places. I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm sold. Uh, good. <laughs> Let's do it. And then they proceeded to do two more minutes of letting us know that Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. Are trading places yeah. and and I'm like I, I I'm already sold. Why are you telling? It's like it's like shut the fuck up. Just end it. They, they it. drew it out by every time they showed one of the like pompous old white dudes. There there's like a long beat before he speaks. I don't know why that's in the trailer. Like as an editor, like like why it'd be good. They'd do something funny and it'd cut to him and be like, oh, Winthorpe, <laughs> your parents would be disappointed yeah it was also just like it's not like they were like ruining jokes or anything what they ruined was like the concept of the movie it was like it was like they like they explained it over and over and over again it's like this guy he was a businessman now he's poor and this guy he was a black poor like homeless man and now he's in the business and it's run by white people that is the joke check out how silly this whole situation wait is. charlie did you understand that they traded places though <laughs> yeah the tagline I... is the title trading yeah. places yeah. they trade places <laughs> yeah done you don't have to walk us through anything else <laughs> we've seen the prince and the pauper uh, uh, wait the, the thing that i thought was the funniest is that after this like two and a half minute trailer they then showed us the whole entire cast. And like after the fourth cast on there, I was like, they're not gonna show us a fifth one. And then they're like, they're gonna show us. And then like I was like bored of it. And then they got me back in by like the eighth one. I'm like, oh wait, they're still doing the cast. This yeah, is it was crazy. Like two A-list SNL people, 14 old white men you don't know. And uh, then Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis. Yeah. Like I, and I Bobo love the ape. I, 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 oh wait, by, by the way, have you not seen this movie, Derek? No. I also oh, haven't seen it. I've seen it very often in the $5 bin at Walmart. Uh, I'm really uh, shocked. Wait, I'm really shocked because this is like... Uh, like, like I know. I, I to, thought I had seen all the Dan Aykroyd. Um, if I was to I make a list... It. If I was to make a list of like my favorite comedies, this would be like probably top 15. If wow. I was to make... If I was to make a list of like the best... like in, like 
like written comedies in the sense of like, is it like funny? Is it satirical? Is it like poignant? You know, like like just on that scale of like good writing, it would be like a top five comedy. It's such a smart movie. Wow. But so the trailer though is fucking awful. Go on, Charlie. I know it's not a good. Trailer. I know it's been five days since we uh, started this podcast episode, but the holiday. I think, yeah. I think we should all recognize the fact that there seemingly was nothing to do with Christmas in this. No, he's in a least. Santa suit. Who? He's in a Santa. Dan Aykroyd's in a Santa suit, pointing a gun at someone. Yeah. Uh, so when he becomes desperate. So I think this counts as a Christmas adjacent movie because I think this whole movie takes place. Like in, from like early like December till New Year's Eve, I think like I yeah, think there's a lot of scenery when when it first shows Eddie Murphy trying to assault that woman. Yeah, I think it's the I think this movie is the whole month of December. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure like the, it's like the beginning of the, like the holidays are coming, Christmas, New Year's Eve. I think the ending of the movie the, the the ending of the movie takes place on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. I think it's New Year's Eve, but I could be wrong. Well, that's probably a good that's a good time for this sort of movie because it's hard like snow is especially hard for And also it had like a a groundhog day kind of like um which is also a Christmas adjacent movie. Groundhog Day? Yeah. Christmas no, adjacent dude, February. Dog. It's a, it's a it's a it's a winter winter At winter. No it's point. literally the name of a different holiday. The, yeah, it's the at, title. At no point <laughs> Christmas. Winter. Charlie, at, at no point in my 25 Days of Christmas, ABC Family, now unfortunately called Freeform Obsession. <laughs> Thanks, liberals. Joey's still upset. Uh, have I ever seen Groundhog's Day even be considered in what they call uh, winter? Days? Winter. Come on. Win- winter. Sorry, but we can't give you this one, man. Yeah. yeah. No. Fun. Once you once you once you pointed out to me that it was Groundhog Day, I was like, "Ooh, this it's is like literally called after Christmas." <laughs> this is like this is like the end of winter. This is like maybe three months after. I, I like Christmas. I I like how even though you said Groundhog's Day, which is the name of the movie, but also the name of the holiday, Derek had to point out that it's the name of the holiday for you to realize that Groundhog's Day is also <laughs> you know Groundhog's what? Day. <laughs> like, like, Groundhog's Day is more so a movie than a holiday, if you ask me. So I, I think Trading Places barely gets in the holiday-adjacent world, and Dan Aykroyd... squeezes in. It so squeezes. so it, it was barely on the line, but Dan Aykroyd's Santa outfit is what fucking put it over the edge. At least in the trailer. Well, when Derek? I was, when I definitely when I, I the whole reason I suggested it um, when we were trying to figure out what holiday adjacent movies were is like I saw it uh, and that's that, that him in the Santa suit was the screenshot that I saw from it. Oh no way! Uh, also, it's really- um, it's, this is a, a bit of a different point, but I'm pretty convinced that uh, when I am middle-aged i'm gonna look exactly like dan Aykroyd. <laughs> uh, I see that because my dad does and wh- whenever my if with my hairline will probably become like his with the sides the will arnett <laughs> thing i feel like Aykroyd sounds like a car company my, my head is not as long as his though so not before i get to the tomato game i have one fun fact i want to tell you guys uh this movie was developed like 10 years earlier before it got made with the idea of Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder being the leads. 
Mm. <laughs> well, so what you're pairing. saying is that like a, a whole like era of comedy passed <laughs> yeah. before this movie was made. But like, <laughs> but like, how different of a movie would would a Gene Wilder, uh, Richard Pryor? Trading I mean, places you make be- any movie. He want at like you know let's say you make a movie 2020 and then you make the same movie 2030 it's like going to be like extremely different who knows yeah. what the world will be like in 2030 when was this 83 so yeah, yeah like at the end of at the in the late 70s everything would have been gene wilder and richard Pryor. but 80 by 83 like these guys are the biggest things like, yeah, I yeah. think um I and, think and they interviewed Gene Eddie Murphy Wilder. started SNL around 80, I think, and then he did his comedy specials and Eddie Murphy's the man. So yeah. so when this so when like this movie came out, uh that tidbit that I just told you got like leaked to the press. And so then they interviewed Gene Wilder like right before this movie came out and goes, "Gene, uh how come the Richard Pryor uh movie like didn't get made?" And Gene goes, "Simply Richard blew himself up." <laughs> That's why, like, like, like he was supposed, like, like, like when Richard Pl- uh, Pryor got like sh- made himself on fire from freebasing the crack. Oh right. What? What? You didn't know Richard Pryor lit himself on fire? Did he die? No. No. It's like he the- got. He died. Of, he died. He got. He, he turned old. I think. Wait, <laughs> this is like the most famous fact about Richard Pryor. He he lit himself on fire. Well, obviously, if it's not. If you ask me to tell you a fact about Richard Pryor, I'd only be able to be like, "Yeah, funny." Come the most guy. famous person I've heard of setting themselves on fire is that Vietnamese monk in the picture. Yeah, from the uh, Rage Against the Machine album. Right. Wait, Richard. <laughs> wait, Richard Pryor. Everybody talks about. Get Richard it through Pryor. your head, man. We ain't never heard of it. <laughs> we ain't never heard of it. Richard Pryor wasn't Get on no Rage Against the Machine head. album. Okay, well, I believe any, you, but I anyways, never heard of it. Well, Gene Wilder was like simply uh, he burned himself on fire, and then they were like, "How come you didn't like want to be in this movie?" And Gene Wilder goes, "Well, I didn't want to. Uh, he simply just didn't want to do it with Eddie Murphy. He was like, I really got excited to do it with Richard Pryor. And if Richard Pryor was out, I'm out too." So wait, mm. so what happened to Richard Pryor? He was trying to make crack and then it blew up and he got lit on fire i, I don't know much about freebasing but apparently f- if you don't freebase correctly you can blow your whole self up and like a lot of people have done it before not just him that's what the neil young song is about it's neil diamond it's the neil diamond song because i'm this, free that's free no basing. no that's, <laughs> no, that's not tom neil petty diamond. that's tom, tom petty. petty you psychopath it's like so close. In, in no, that that, genre of, this like, is so rock. different. Like Neil Diamond like, would sound like, "Cause I'm free, free <laughs> basin," and then he'd be like, "All the ladies know." <laughs> I feel like I associate like I would group like Tom Petty and Neil Diamond. Why? No, no. Because Neil, Neil like Diamond, sort of like folky country. No, pop. Neil Diamond's so bad. Like he's so much worse than like what Tom Petty is and what Neil I Young disagree. is. Really? Yeah. Oh, I feel bad. I really don't like Tom Petty. I think Neil Diamond and Tom Petty are pretty equal and make similar, like, kind of like twangy hits. I don't agree with anything anyone has said in the past minute or so. So, so how? I'll say that right now. Which one do you want to address? So, I want to address. Or do you want to move on? I want to move on to the tomato (laughs) game. Charlie, what do you think? But I'll be back. I'll be back. What do you think? This group chat's going to be incendiary later. What do you think the tomato game got? <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> um, uh, let's go 81. Derek, come on. You got this. I know you got this. 71. It means it's a lot lower, yeah. It's, it's an 87. 
Wow. Whoa, Joey. We're oh, trying, yeah. We're he not... tried to tell us, but the writing was really good. <laughs> so I and win. I Does that, did I get the first one? Did I get the, the last one? We don't know who won the last one, because, or if we even did it. Uh, no, we, we did do it, and I think I, I think Charlie won, because I remember being pissed off. During Charlie's winning streak right now, I think it's a good time to say that we all agreed before this beginning of starting this podcast that whoever ultimately had the most Rotten Tomatoes would get the firstborn uh, of the other guy. That is that is so, true. Future Derek, are either, Derek are you have kids? Probably. <laughs> So then I'll I'll take one. Yeah. Wait, Little Derek, Derek I, you can I, take, I would raise Derek Jr. to be strong. Wait, Derek, yes. I would love to make a Viking agreement with you. And like the Vikings, what they would do is that um after that like they would have a kid, they would raise the kid to be like potty trained, you know, like like two three years old. And like once like the kid was like potty trained and fine, then they would give their kid to like a man that they trusted to like train them and like be tough and like educate them. And then once like they have like the education and shit together at like fifteen, they go back to the family. And dude, huh. so, so I, they were kind of trading places. Up. Oh, Viking Whoa. places! This week on Viking trading places. I uh, I I just I just looked into it a little bit, and I guess sorry to bring this back up, but I guess the whole time I was just thinking of Tom Petty, and I don't know why I thought about Neil Diamond. <laughs> As I was like, okay, Tom Petty did Free F- Fallen, and Neil Diamond did I Won't Back Down. But no, they were the oh, I won't the same yeah. album. back down. And I, I just, I just sort of, me too. I just sort me of, too. I just sort of. You like, know what? Tom like, Petty sucks. Derek, you're right. Tom Petty, <laughs> thank does you. Suck. Thank they you. all come around eventually. But but you thank know you. what? But if you listen to a pre an old episode of this podcast, you would know that I have a soft spot. Because you dressed up as him? For Neil Diamond, because Neil Diamond is in Saving Silverman, my favorite comedy of all time. Oh, yeah. Gosh, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm not really into that kind of... I don't, I don't listen to like a lot of Tom Petty, and I don't listen to a lot of Neil Diamond. <laughs> They're all in the same area in my brand of... Like, in your diaper? These, They're all in your diaper? These guys over here. Well, my, well, you saying I have a diaper brain? What? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying you got poopy in a sack, and that sack's a well, diaper. Wow, Joey. And uh, that's, that's fucked up what you said. And, and you know that's who probably cool. was wearing a diaper when he died? Our good friend Roger Ebert. Oof. Wow. Oof. Wow. Yeah, oof. That's more fucked that up cold. what you said. Is that not yeah, gonna? Is, he was incapacitated. Is that not gonna age well? That's edgy. It didn't age well. As soon as it came out of your mouth, it started aging like real bad. So let me give you a fun fact: Why Derek pulls up the Roger Ebert? Too um, late. Slow facts. <laughs> wow, this got like a way higher score. This got the than hangover score. Die Hard. This got almost a perfect score. Where Die Hard, the like like classic like movie that is all over pop culture. This movie didn't age anywhere near the way Die Hard has aged. Uh, wait, but look at this, uh, uh, Charlie. Charlie, like obviously this isn't as nearly as big as Die Hard. But, like, this is still, like, a very famous and classic movie in its own right that, like, turn it Well, I'm not like, arguing – I'm not I'm not arguing for this to have get to, – to, for this movie to get a, a worse score. I'm arguing that, that Die Hard was, was snubbed by Roger Ebert. I'm not saying that this doesn't deserve a three and a half out of four stars. Like, like we all know – But you also should need to acknowledge – I don't think you know the history and, like, the – like the all of the 
What's the word I'm looking for? Like once again, Joey, you're 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 assuming that I'm I'm saying that this didn't deserve its score. No, but no, I'm no, but like I, but I don't think you're aware that this is a classic. Is what I'm saying. I am aware that this is a classic because I've heard of it, and the people who are in this movie are classics. So I, even though I haven't seen it, I could assume that this is like a hard hitting movie. This uh, very well all, could be Eddie Murphy's greatest movie he ever made. All I'm saying better is than Shrek. That if this get out got of here, the get best, out the best road movie ever, better than when he was uh, when he was Mogadishu in Mulan. <laughs> but I'm not. Wait, you're, wasn't you're, that Chris Rock? No, was it? It's not. It's, was that Eddie it's not Murphy? even the name of the character. I think it was Eddie Murphy. He played Mogadishu. Well, Eddie Murphy played two badass animated characters two for two cool different animations for two different animated companies, sex right? With the dragon. Uh, were those two different companies? Yeah, one was Mulan Pixar, is one, Disney. Another one was DreamWorks. DreamWorks? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Eddie Murphy, he, he's trading places. Wow. I'm done. Yes. I'm done with that bit. Uh, <laughs> Charlie, I get it. I get it. You're yeah, not shitting I, on trading places. I'm not shitting on trading places. You're just shitting, shitting on, on eBay. You're shitting on the Ebs. Exactly. Babyface himself. We'll, there's basically three scores you get from Roger Ebert. A perfect score is well, so basically you get you get a four and a half or a five. No, a three and, and a half a, or a four. Come on, it's a four star no. system. Four stars. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Okay, you get a three and a half. You get a four. That's a good movie. You get a, a, a no to one star bad movie, and anything between is whatever. So I'm just saying this got like good movie status from Roger Ebert. Wait, um, I have a question. Derek, is the four-star system because Siskel and Ebert have four total thumbs? And so, like, that's the most thumbs up they can for give each it. Thumb. And, 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 like, a half-star is them doing this? <laughs> this is an interesting theory. I think... I'll we'll do some Googling. I think that's... They're the, dead. They took it to their grave. Is Siskel still alive? No, I don't, he, no. he died first. Siskel's not as... Why is Siskel not as famous as e, as Ebert? Is because I think Ebert because had, Ebert's career lasted longer. And, I imagine. Right? And, yeah. But I think Ebert, e, Ebert was doing this. Uh, Ebert went solo. I think Ebert was just a more sexier well, like like reviewer. I think they both they like probably at this time. Yeah, definitely at this time they're doing the TV show together. Only in addition, Ebert is also writing for the Chicago Sun Times. Whoa. He's, do you think he was a superhero? I feel like superheroes often and then work. It finally, but, these types wait, of but even papers. though it was for Chicago, like didn't like the New Yorker and shit also publish Ebert reviews too, or no? I don't know. I'm not gonna oh. pretend like I do right now. I I don't know either. <laughs> Maybe later he'll pretend. Like I might he knows. I'm later pretty, if I have more caffeine in me. I think <laughs> other mediums also publish the Ebert reviews besides Chicago. Well, the one it's, a, it's a household name. I, I would, what he's on trailer trashing, so obviously it's a household name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we uh, should we read this? Yeah. Let, let, let's let's do it. Why did you highlight this because, paragraph? Is this because because a- I know sometimes we go to the last one or the penultimate one, and it's it's this one of the ones where he's kind of ranting about the cast, and this this is paragraph where he kind of sums up the movie. Read it. Right, so you read, read it, Derek. I feel like I feel like you did the research. You get the honors. I'll give. I'll. This is good Puzzle. comedy. It's especially good because it doesn't stop with sitcom manipulations of its idea, and it doesn't go for uh, only for the obvious points about racial prejudice in America. Instead, it develops the quirks and peculiarities of its characters so that they're funny because of who they are. 
This takes a whole additional level of writing on top of the plot manipulation we usually get in popular comedies, and it takes good direction, too. Th- that's exactly funny? how I, I feel about the movie. He nailed you it. You know what this this makes me think of? Obviously, since we're a trailer podcast, it's you know it should be taken with a grain of salt. But it just shows how much you kind of like don't get when you're just talking about a movie, having not seen it, having only seen the trailer, and just what and you're you're we're talking based off of our perceptions of a movie from like pop culture and the trailer. Whereas like obviously. That's why Roger Ebert gave this movie a higher rating than like we're talking about like uh, how well it did socially and how well its trailer did, which is to sell the movie. And he's talking about like content, which is obvious. Like Die Hard is like a is like a like a, a, a movie that, like Derek said, doesn't have like it's not a con- there's nothing other than like you know, action and like a very simple plot with nothing, you know, and the things that he said in this paragraph, like that reminds me kind of that we didn't rate this trailer, but I think we all gave it a one. Yeah. Two or three. So one for me, this one for me is just a five Uh, or no, I'll give a four or three. You don't think it was, you don't think wait, cause five means it was the middle of the road. Uh, Yeah. That's why I'm giving it a three and a half. Some good jokes. That's Three a and a half because it was boring, but that's about the the most offensive <sighs> thing. Ever. I don't know. I found the whole fucking trailer really fucking offensive. Well, <laughs> then that's why you gave it a one, I guess, you know. And also that music repetitive score that would have been fine for like a minute long trailer. But the fact that they kept that same music for three minutes, like it's like, come on, fuck off. Like mix it up, give, give me. A, and they thought they were being clever because they would stop the score every time there was a there was a, a joke. And well, the I joke think all end. comedy trailers do that. <laughs> well, well, you know what? The Here's record that. scratch. I, you know what it is? Every <laughs> you know what it is? Every comedy trailer does that, but I don't notice it because I'm enjoying the trailer. The fact this trailer was so bad that I made me think and be like, the music just stop. It's major. That's how, it's major sin was uh, pacing issues. Terrible pacing. And that, that really made a lot of stuff not land. And I'm pretty sure that was Ebit's problem in the bedroom, too. He had terrible pace. Wow, Joey. I'm really coming, <laughs> I'm really coming the, after him. Who's the diaper brain now? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey I, I, well, I'm all full of diapers up in here. So um, I, 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 uh, I don't want to harp too much on one of my favorite movies Doesn't for having a terrible weird, though, trailer. Right? What feels, feels weird that we're going to end the episode now because we we no we're not. Like, what are you talking about? We have one more trailer. We have one more. Yeah. Come on, Charlie. What? I really? I was not ending. Have... No, we. This is definitely weird. This is definitely <laughs> like, like like people are gonna like listen to this episode and be like, "Wow, the first twenty minutes were spot on," and then it got weird. <laughs> what happened over the it's... weekend? The fumes, the fumes from Charlie's shirt are making him high. <laughs> Take a it's shower. It's weird because, because it's like, um, it's like I have no, I have no idea where we are in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're the chief editor producer. You're the one who's normally on top of this stuff. Yeah, well, I will be once I start editing it. Okay. I'm just, I'm just the host, and Derek's the lord of a uh, uh, fairy tales. Like I am the right. Lord of Fairy Tales. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding a kazoo. 
Did you just pull that out of your ear? It looked like you. <laughs> you went like you turned to the side for a while and you held your ear and you came back with a kazoo. Someone was at the door. Oh man. Well, and they had a kazoo intruder. for the Lord of Fairy Tales. <laughs> so I guess we have one more movie, which which is Derek. Introduce it. You you were very adamant about adding this movie, and no, Charlie I and I were very. You were very like no, Charlie. Wasn't. wasn't Derek super pro Gremlin? I don't. Remember. I was not enthusiastic. <laughs> I said, "Well, this is one too." I used it as an example a lot. To Derek is rarely. It was that the most. Yeah. It, it was. No, no. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on Derek's side here. <laughs> he was probably like, "Hey guys, we should do Gremlins." Well, if you ever want, and Joey was like, Joey was like, "Whoa, whoa, slow down." <laughs> if you ever want to see Derek get animated, though, ask him about KFC in Japan. It's one of the most animated I've ever seen Derek. Oh get. man, <laughs> what a fun time! And, which is, is also that, is that it? Derek, that which was, is that was <laughs> Derek, which is also holiday adjacent. Yeah. You want to explain? He went no. to KFC in Japan near Christmas. No, have, no, it's actually. Um, yeah, I wasn't prepared to talk about this. Anytime. He's not at it. No, but I, they, they, because, um, you know, like they're not, they're not a Christian nation, but they love Christmas so much. And we made them so capitalist after World War II that um, the, the main tradition in Japan <laughs> is that. You order a full dinner, a full Christmas dinner from KFC. That's and awesome. Oh, I've heard of so this. So I have a menu. I don't have it with me, but it's it's like up on my wall. You you get a menu at the beginning of December, and you just fill out everything you want, and then you have one of your family members stand in line uh, on Christmas Day to get like a full chicken or turkey dinner from the colonel. It's their main. What... It's, it's their main tradition. I, I love don't that. Know what a Christmas dinner. What do you guys eat on Christmas? It's I the same it as like, Thanksgiving. Well, pine, pineapple well, ham. So meal. I'm a, I'm Italian, so we Weird. don't. We, I'm Italian, so we, we don't do like a Thanksgiving dinner on Christmas. What we do is my my grandma always makes like, a lot of fish. Uh, my my mom makes a lot of chicken cutlets. There's always like a big bowl of gravy, meat, and pasta. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Definitely. Is this the kind of gravy from The Sopranos? Yeah. Or like do you mean gravy, gravy, like or no, pasta no. sauce? Great gravy meat. It's like marinara with hearty meat and meatballs and, and <laughs> yeah, pasta sauce. Gravy. Pasta sauce. No, no, it's so different. It's very different than like your typical marinara, though. It's it's gravy sauce. Okay. Okay. No, I, I'm 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 sure that it's it's its own thing. But yeah. gravy to me is like is like like brown like, like brown for potatoes. But, but the thing is, that's gravy. If I just said not gravy, gravy, but that is gravy. Okay. No. What no, don't I you understand? I said gravy <laughs> sauce. Gravy sauce and gravy are two different things. No, no, I believe you. I'm not Italian. I'm only step Italian. You're, you're, you're step. <laughs> that's what you are. I said. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> so, um, before we get canceled, let's please watch the Gremlins uh trailer. <laughs> Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, Ma, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're gonna like this. No, 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 don't shake it. 
We're gonna have to open it now. It won't wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift <laughs> he ever got. What is it? It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, they change. They become clever. Mischievous. What's going on here? And dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I, I don't know, maybe thousands. They've been here too. Billy, what are these things? Where do they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy, I know. But in a few hours, you're gonna have a major disaster on your hands. Gremlins, directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you. Okay, that was, good. That, that was like the opposite of Trading Places because that one had the first 30 seconds that was boring. And then the rest of the trailer was incredible. So it's like the right, flip and that's, that's the better way to do it. Uh, if there's, if there's, yeah, if for a for if you're for a comedy trailer, you wanted to pick up in the end because you like explain it, like you know, because basically the the Trading Places trailer was boring because they spent the whole time explaining the concept over and over again. Like a very simple concept. concept too. <laughs> yeah, explain the concept. It's not so hard to explain the Gremlins, the this, this, and that, and then boom, look, it's yeah. crazy. But that's also a good like any good horror will explain to you the 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 rules of the reality and then like not yeah like was this supposed to be a horror movie that was hilarious like it's, 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 it's kind of it's you know that period of the it. 80s when it was all like tiny like these are the critters these are the goobies these are the chobies <laughs> i did not <laughs> know spielberg directed that that is crazy well it's presented that, by like, him so he might have just produced it but i think he directed yeah. it yeah but he it's, also he did a lot he did an animaniac no well, well i was i was about to well i was about to say that i love that spielberg is like this like critically acclaimed director who made like Schindler's List, but also makes like uh, Animaniacs. What's the other one? Freakazoid. And like he just makes all this fucking weird ass shit that I, like uh, Pinky yeah. in the Brain. He's just incredible. He does whatever he wants. Uh, I didn't see this movie ever, but I feel like I don't know. Maybe you. Uh, Joey, I've never that? seen it. Never yeah, seen so it's it. Just Derek. Never heard of it. I didn't never know heard about it. Never yeah. heard of it. Joey, Joey, this is what I was going to say. You, you've definitely heard of it because – so I don't think this is a movie I would have been into as a kid. But I think this is something that would be something I would be into now. Um, but I've never watched it. Because you've gotten dumber as you got gotten older? Uh, no, be, uh, I don't know. I, I, the thing – one of the reasons why I wasn't into it as, as, as a kid is that – You had a shot their life? Reason, no, no, no. Um, Should I stop no, trying to finish your like, sentences? Yeah, yeah for fun's <laughs> sake. Let me, let me do it myself. This has been replicated as like a reference on like a lot of children's TV shows. So it's like as a like I mean not even as it just like generally speaking when movie like like there's been a lot of cases where I I haven't seen a movie that people go like oh oh you haven't seen a movie and it's like it's like well a lot of times I know <laughs> Can everything you do that impression you one more to, time 
You haven't seen I the movie? Remember what? Imagine movie again. Um, but like, but like, sometimes you just know too much about a movie to enjoy it by how famous it is. And it's oh, like, yeah, like, ah, ha, ha, I haven't seen that movie, but I've watched like five different like sitcom style TV shows that may or may not be cartoons that had a whole episode with the entire plot line of this movie that you're making fun of me for not having seen. So I'm really glad you brought that up because when I was a little kid, my parents brought me to see a Christmas Carol like on like I, I think like maybe like in Princeton, New Jersey. Like they are really amazing, like theater production, like phenomenal, like Broadway actors are in this production. Oh, you saw it, it like, n- like live? Yeah, yeah, li- 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 live, like, like a theater production of it with like a phenomenal actors at, at this great theater. And I just remember being like seven years old and just being jaded by it because I'm like. Yeah, I saw the Rugrats period of this. I saw the Scrooge McDuck parody of this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I also saw they did this in like fa- uh, Family Guy. Like, like, I, like at seven years old, yeah. I've seen this story so many times by so many different exactly. cartoons that when they sh- when I watched like the the, the live production, I wasn't like really amazed because I I felt like I was like in on a secret kind of. Yeah, so so for instance, the th- I don't know what show I've seen this on, but I've seen it on multiple shows as a child where it was like some sort of toy that comes alive and like takes apart like like planes and like cars. You know, is that from this movie? I'm pretty sure. Oh. Where it's like you're on an airplane and it's fucking ripping apart um, the airplane. That's the Twilight Zone movie. It's uh but it's also- like oh. with John Lithgow and in the in the Twilight Zone the show it was um Captain Wait, John Kirk. Lithgow's in a in a in a movie with a, that's the Twilight Zone. Yeah, because he, he no one believes him, and then he keeps seeing it, and it's tearing apart the plane. Um, yeah, and it's not a gremlin. It's like whatever the it might be a gremlin, but like but that that concept is the it's is an similar old because it's some old it's like old Russian folklore or something. <laughs> but but <laughs> but an elderly Chinese man sells them the Mogwai in this movie wow that's interesting you you've enlightened me so it's not it's not gremlins per se but but i feel like you've definitely uh, heard I mean, the not... like don't don't get them wet don't feed them after midnight yeah. it's like the feed the, them after midnight the, whatever it's like there's three rules and he says it at the beginning of the movie so you know they're gonna break them and all hell's gonna yeah and they they tear apart the town and the plane or not the plane oh, okay. cars and hubcaps and shit they're Trains, real nuisance. planes and charlie mobiles Chains, planes, yeah. and John McClane's. Ooh, baby! <laughs> and you just won today's daily double of John McClane. And what you get? You get a Bruce Willis bobblehead, a Bruce Willis Cheeto pet, and a Bruce Willis ghost. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll be right back. What? Find out what it is. <laughs> See you in five days. <laughs> that was like my first time like nailing Ghost? something. That, that was like my first time nailing something where I'm trying to be as like like um TV TV hosty as Derek yeah. normally is. <laughs> so no, we we got it. We 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 got it. We got to rate. We got to rate tomato. We got it. We got to do three things. I'm I'm giving this trailer a nine. Yeah, I'll give it uh, like a seven. I'll do seven as well. And now let me pull up the tomato game, which I want to hear while you, you guys do that. F- the, my, my personal fun fact, I watched this movie a lot growing up, and this was the very first. The theme song is the first song that I ever learned to play by ear on the piano. Because it's just, it's the just two song? notes. 
So are you saying no. this nice. movie is responsible for your goddamn music career that has torn this friendship apart? Yep. <laughs> the very same. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the very same. So what do you guys think this movie trailer got? I'm dying to hear. I mean, not trailer. So who went uh, first last time? Uh, movie in general. Um, I think Derek went first last time. So I think Charlie. No, I no, went Charlie, first last time. So Derek, go first. 68. Really? I'm going to say like 80. It's an 85. I, I, Derek, Ooh. I don't know what has gone wrong in your life. I don't know if you're on the smack again. I don't know if you're fucking uh, in too deep with the sharks down in Atlantic City. I don't, you, blows up I don't want to we'll take know. care of my son. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what's wrong with uh, you, but, but yeah, you, you're, so you fucking see, you're, you're fucking up. You're fucking up big time. You're fucking up so bad. You're making Charlie look like fucking trailer tomato guessing Magoo over here. Uh, well, I'm winner, okay? So. so, now let's see what the Ebs had to say about the Spielberg Goofy Fest. Wait, wait, go. he gave it a three stars. Look, look, look. Whoa, that's um, that's pretty good. That's the Mogwai. I forgot his name. Ebert gave it three stars. That's, that's, that's like two Ebert's thumbs and one of Cisco's thumbs. Gremlins was hailed as another E.T. It's not. It's in a different tradition. At the level of serious film criticism, it's a meditation on the myths in our movies. Christmas, aha, families, monsters, retail stores, movies, boogeymen. At the level of pop movie going, it's a sophisticated, witty B-movie. Whoa. In which the monsters are devouring not only the defenseless town, but decades of defenseless cliches. But don't go if you still believe in Santa Claus. Oh, and Roger Ebert has answered the question question for mm. us that this movie is indeed a holiday adjacent and it's well, on the holiday it, scale this is pretty high up the fact, on, on the, the fact that ebert mentioned christmas and santa claus in one paragraph i yeah, think this joey, is, on the joey olive oil scale yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of movies out of 10 pour some olive like oil nine. on me baby this this is a nine because like dude this all of these <laughs> Every single one of the gremlins was a Christmas <laughs> present. There were Christmas trees all over the place. It was full of the Christmas sentiment. I can't tell if Eva would be happy or pissed off at the way we constantly I, look at I this. would love to hear his review of our show. <laughs> it wouldn't be good. <laughs> Uh, please write in if you want to take your shot at an Ebert review on our podcast. I, I, Would you guys agree with me? I, I think that this is like pretty high up on a holiday. Like this is this is, if anything, equal or more of a holiday movie. I think it's equal to Home Alone in 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 its jingleness, its Christmasness. Yeah, jingle, because jingle it's full of sentiment. The, all like Angle Saxonness. They're they're all Christmas presents, right? So yeah, this they really made this town very Christmassy. I like all the houses are warm and cozy, and it kind of adds to just like the the chaos of these these little these little dudes. Yeah. So now we all know what to do next time we're at family dinner and we get in discussion of Twenty Five Days of Christmas, and somebody's like, "I saw this movie on the Twenty Five Days of Christmas that wasn't really Christmas." And now, if you all of us are prepared to be like, "Hey," There's an olive oil scale, and we can yes. tell you all about it. And Bring up cereal numbers. Is it numbers. Christmas Say or Christmas hey. adjacent? Is it gravy or is it gravy? Find out. <laughs> is yeah. it a one or a ten? What's the cereal number? And if you're in Japan on Christmas, get some KFC. Uh, I think that concludes today's holiday adjacent 
episode of Trailer Trashing. As always, I was Joey Rinaldi. That was Derek Blythe and Charlie Weinshank. What do we learn? We learn that uh, John McClane uh, is a badass who is who was played by Bruce Willis, not Frank Sinatra. We learn that um, that, that uh, Trading Places has a terrible, 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 terrible trailer, and Ebit loved it. And we also learn that gremlins are very cutie, cutie, scary, papai people that are Christmas adjacent after all. Uh, this was a bad wrap-up, but it's okay. Uh, you know the deal. Look us up on the podcast app. Give us a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram. Message Derek if you dollar. want. Give us a dollar on the Patreon if you want to see Derek's pale ass. And Give us a dollar on the Patreon if you want to see Joey's gears moving. Oh, it's so good. So I, good. I was about to say and, something. And I hope you have a, a Merry Christmas, uh, a Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, Kwanzaa, uh, Jehovah No Witness Day, whatever you celebrate. Enjoy. And uh, we'll be back uh, next year, Knuckleheads. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Joey from Trailer Trashing. I just want to thank you guys so much for listening to Trailer Trashing the past 32 episodes. We're taking a small holiday break and we'll be back in 2021. Until then, be safe and have a happy holiday. See you in 2021, knuckleheads.